You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly and Mary Weaver. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Today, we have back with us Susan Spina, who's a mental health counselor, and she was on in our last session talking about anxiety. And this time, she's been willing to answer some of the questions that we have. So, Mary? Hi, yes. Um, I guess my first question would be if um, with the ongoing crisis with COVID, if you've seen any um, increase in anxiety due to the COVID outbreak. Absolutely, we have. And, and part of the anxiety really comes from a lot of loss. And it's not just, um, you know, it's loss of job. It's um, loss of socialization, a sense of belonging, loss of purpose, really. Um, Folks are staying home and they have to adjust to a whole new schedule and they're adjusting to the relationships again. Um, And the kids are really struggling, um, especially last year when they were out of school, the kids, you know, you lose your sense of self over time because everybody needs that sense of purpose. Everyone needs that sense of belonging, I think. And, you know, the health care itself, we have never been in a situation like this ever. And, um, you know, um, it, it was a pretty scary time. People were afraid to even leave the house. And when you have that kind of fear, people have, you know, people that really didn't have a lot of anxiety actually now have anxiety because we thought, gee, it would end in a couple months. And it just sort of dragged on for a long, long time. And what I always said to folks in those cases is, is that, Take a look at, you know, reaching out to people sometimes via phone to talk with them because I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel just the way you do. And also, I think to look at it as an opportunity to buy back some time. You know, oftentimes in our lives, we're so busy, right, that we don't have time. I don't have time. Uh, I can barely make it to church. I'm, I'm exhausted when I get home. I, you know, my kids have five different sports events coming down and I say, you know what, this is the time that we can turn it around. This is the time that we can spend with our family, that we can, you know, maybe reconnect with God to be able to, um, is there something that you've always wanted to do and you never had the time to get your sense of purpose back? And as we go through seeing an increase in those COVID cases, I say the same thing. You know, look at our relationships all around us because I guarantee you the way you feel is the way I feel. 
is the way that your friend feels. So it's okay to feel that way. It's very normal. Um, and um, many, 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 I don't think there is one person that I know that hasn't been affected um, in one way or another through the COVID incident. So, um, and I say to people, take a step back, reach out to people, look at what your strengths are, take a walk, spend time with family, things that you can do and pray. I can tell you, um, I suffered an illness during COVID and my family on my birthday came to the window of my house and did, you know, the cards through the windows. And even though I couldn't spend time with them, that meant so much to me. And it's the little things like that that people did that really, you know, touched my heart. So I'm sure, you know, people can do still do those things. And, you know, they found unique ways to reach out to people. And that's really what, what it's all about, right? You know, finding those small things that generate joy, during a period of real difficult times, because we are in difficult times right now. We've, like I said, we've we've never experienced um, this type of crisis, and it's really important to be able to find joy even in the littlest things. And maybe that means, you know, to be able to take a walk on a nice sunny day and feel the sun on your shoulders. Maybe it's spending a little extra time with your family um, during dinner. Because remember, you know, what we were talking about earlier is sometimes time goes by so fast that we lose out on our priorities and the, and the values and things that make a big difference in our lives. So finding it, that joy, I think, in, in just little things can make a huge difference in coping through a crisis such as this. I agree. Another question that I have in your practice, do you often see people come in with unrealistic fears? Yes, and, and, and it's really driven. Sometimes that comes from when you're young. It can come into adolescent time based on experiences and environment. And when we have those types of unrealistic fears, it really can generate what we call distortion. And distortion can really amp up our anxieties to levels that make us feel out of control. So what we talked about in my earlier session is to be able to, again, take that, um, take that deep breath exercise to ground yourself and maybe work through it. Because oftentimes what happens is, is that we waste so much energy. And I ask folks, what, what's the probability? You, you're really, really worried about this. What in your mind is the probability of all the different things that we've worried about that they really came to pass? And my folks say, well, it hasn't yet. But what if? Well, what if we take a step back and again, look at what we have control of the here and now, be able to recognize our unrealistic fears and give the rest to God. There are certain things that we can control and we can't. And being able to recognize that, take a deep breath, 
leave some of that up to God. And if you struggle with that quite often, it does become a habit. But the more that you recognize it, the more that you can make that behavioral change. And I always tell folks, you got to make that commitment to say, okay, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to leave this to God and see what happens. And, you know, and um, oftentimes, more often than not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect here, but 99% of the time, it works out the way it should be. You might recall in the last session I said, sometimes it doesn't work out the way that we want. But that shift, how did we grow from that? Exactly. Anxiety paralyzes us. It doesn't help us move forward. So if we can recognize it, address it, and I tell folks, okay, what can we do to resolve this problem? What aspects of this are you in control of? And where are you not? And if you're worried about somebody else, what responsibility and accountability do they have too? Because a lot of times we get caught up in worrying about somebody, but we don't give them the accountability or responsibility of their own self-care. So I think that we have to be able, again, to ground ourselves and take that step to really recognize the real source of the anxieties and the fear. That's really good advice. I, I would ask parents that have seen and, and experienced anxiety in themselves to listen and maybe use those techniques with their children. That's excellent advice. I used it with um, similar things with my own children. Um, I had a child that had uh, not anxiety as much as um, he did suffer depression, um, and I used some similar techniques when he was negative and um, faced fears at school. Um, so I I have actually lived through those things, and I know that you can too. So listen to um, Sue's advice, and I I know that you will and listen to God's advice. So pray on it. Um, he will also guide you and um, take you through the storm because he is there for you. So, you know, that's a really good point. And um, what you really described is, um, you know, addressing our fears and worries and really taking a step back and looking at it from a different perspective. And we talked earlier about looking at our strengths. So if we're bringing ourselves down and we have these unrealistic thoughts, how can our strengths pull us through so that we're thinking a little bit differently? And I think that we really have to be very vigilant um, when it comes to how we're thinking because the old saying goes, how you think is how you feel. And our thoughts drive our feelings first and foremost and it also drives our behaviors as well sometimes we can get ourselves so worked up that we might do something impulsive that we might regret so being able to do take on that breath work and really ground yourself and say okay what is it that i have control over what is it that i don't well i have control over my thoughts and i'm saying to myself right now that i'm really worthless but if i look at my strengths I realize that I'm a great caregiver. I'm a great mom. I'm a good listener. 
And so listening is a very, very positive strength to have. And again, listening to each other when we're talking, right? How are other people treating us? Do they drive that low sense of self-worth or do they bring us up? When you are feeling bad about yourself, but you know there's somebody in your corner that's going to support you, reach out to that friend and talk to that friend. Um, Like Mary said, you know, she had her son who became depressed. When you have a lot of anxieties and it feels like it's constant and you feel out of control, you're going to get depressed. It sort of sometimes calls hand in hand. And those depressions lead us into feelings of... you know, helplessness, when in reality, God gives us strength, and he gives us the power, and he gives us the ability to make really good decisions. So, you know, being able to really make, take a step back and say, okay, what are my strengths? And what are things that make me feel good? Because if I can't change my thoughts around, then maybe it's time I change what I'm doing and create a distraction. Is there a meaningful activity that I could do that's going to help me feel a little bit of joy and create distraction and waste all of those unnecessary energies on things that I don't have control over? Is there something that I really enjoy? For some of us, it might be music right? Music is very calming. And a lot of people, if you wear your smart watches, if you have a smart watch, there's an app there that actually can help you do breath work. And for some of us that have our little phones, there's sometimes apps that you can get for free that will play really gentle music. Or visualize yourself in a favorite place. Everybody has a favorite place that they went to, whether they were a child or an adult. And for me, I just love Florida. I love everything about it. I love the sun. I love the air. And anyone that knows me knows I love Florida. And so when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I take five minutes, I ground myself, and I start thinking about things that bring me joy. It creates a positive distraction and gives me energy to say, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to allow these thoughts to take over me I'm going to take over those thoughts. And a lot of times when we talk about distorted feelings, again, it goes back to remembering that you are very much loved. And I think that when we have distortion in our thoughts, it separates us from realizing and recognizing that we are very much loved. We have a lot of love around us. So think about that. It may not necessarily be immediate family, but I bet you any amount of money that you can think of one person that you could reach out to that really brings you up and brings your spirit up. And I think it's very important to, you know, look at the fact of um, talking back to that anxiety, Mary, just what we talked about earlier, right? Saying, you know what? Instead of being afraid, again, I'm going to put my trust in you, God. I'm going to let this go for now, and I'm going to see what happens. And I'm going to pray, and I'm going to leave it in in your hands. All right, so we're going to look at some tips on managing the anxiety and the panic attacks. The first and foremost, I've said it a 100 times, is practice on that breath work. I think that's really important. 
if you're having difficulties sleeping at night, and this is where a lot of anxieties creep in. Why? Because we were busy all day, and now it's heavily laying on our shoulders, and we're working through all of our fears and anxieties at nighttime. And think about it. If you don't get an adequate rest, what happens to your system, right? You get a little shaky, you get a little nervous. It's like if I stayed up all night to study for an exam, how am I going to feel by two o'clock the next afternoon? I'm going to feel really not so good. Well, I think getting a proper rest is really, really important. So being able to utilize those breathing exercises and maybe the distraction like the music, the calm music. I always tell folks, take a nice warm shower before you go to bed if you're having difficulties with sleep. And if it's really predominant in your life, you're having difficulties with insomnia and as hard as you try, your thoughts keep coming back and coming back and I feel paralyzed. Well, that's when you really have to see a medical professional because it goes down to being more alteration and like the chemicals of our brain sometimes and what's been passed down to us um, you know in our system it's sort of like I always tell folks it's sort of like being a diabetic right if you don't if for those of you who are insulin dependent you rely on that insulin to keep your levels stable your blood sugars level stable and if you don't utilize that insulin in the proper way, then you know that you're going to feel terrible because your blood sugars are going to go too high or they're going to go too low. And you really have to look at, I always say, simplify it out. That's what happens when you have that biochemical um, concern and you've really tried all of these exercises and they don't work. I say go to the doctor because anxieties and depressions are medical conditions. It's not like putting a scarlet letter on your back. It's being able to provide that self-care for you. And I always say um, exercise is really important. Um, get out and walk. There's been many, many studies shown or any type of exercise that it increases the endorphins in your brain. It creates pleasurable experience. And if you can do a little bit of exercise and, you know, obviously get permission from your doctor because many of us may have alternate medical conditions that might prohibit us from anything that can be able to have us moving a little bit makes a big difference. Nutrition and hydration is a big deal when it comes to taking care of ourselves. Self-care when it comes to having anxieties and depression are very, very important. When we eat the right foods and we're hydrating with water, folks, I ask people, I can't tell you in my 25 years of doing this, how much caffeine are we drinking? Okay, well, Sue, I'm not getting enough rest at night. Okay, how much caffeine are we drinking? Folks, if you're drinking five, six cups of coffee and you're drinking into the nighttime, it's time to replace it slowly with water. Um, if you are walking around with two liter bottles of Pepsi, and it does happen, it's time to replace it with water. Hydration gives us energy. Caffeine gives us a roller coaster effect and can amp our anxieties up to a hundredth measure. It's time to really take a look at that, okay? And I'm going to tell you, I promise you, if you're drinking a lot of caffeine and you reduce it slowly over time, you're going to feel better and you're going to sleep better because it interferes with your sleep cycles. Um, music, we talked about there. Prayer. And we talked a little bit about um, 
prescriptions and, you know, seeing your provider and having that trust. And, you know, sometimes if the doctor does feel that you should try something, I think if you're not feeling well, to contact the physician and talk to them about it. A lot of times what we find is uh, we have fear of that medication, we're worried about you know, a lot of side effects, but some of the medications that they have right now are reduced and there's not a lot of side effects, but the doctors will guide you in the right way and they'll help you because this is something that you might need. And the folks that truly do need the medication, I'm going to tell you, they have good quality of life and they say, thank God that I did make that step. And sometimes it takes people years to do it. So, you know, it's based on how you feel. But if it's interfering with your life in a way that you feel that it's interfering with my quality of life, then it's time to really rethink that. And last and last but not least, open um, the Bible. Sometimes God speaks to you in really unique ways. There's not one time that I haven't opened the Bible and looked at a scripture passage that did not have a meaning for me. And prayer. Pray. Pray through some of your worries and your concerns. And, um, and, and, you know, taking that time to do that versus social media will make a huge difference. Amen. And Sue, I want to thank you for joining us these last two episodes and all your wonderful insight. The only thing I want to add in my experience, I found that um, also getting back to nature and putting down electronics when you're dealing with anxiety and depression, um, just an hour to a week helps, is very helpful, especially when you're dealing with children. If you can get them outside, a lot of times you'll see the d- depression melt away. Well, thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. This broadcast is solely meant for educational purposes. If you feel that your mental health is becoming overwhelming or interfering in your daily life, please seek out professional assistance to help you. Thank you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.